Garden Profiling I met Patty's garden before I met Patty. As I wove my way through the flowers, brushed up against random rows of butterfly bushes, ducked under the vine-covered arbor to her front door. Hey, uh, there is a front door in here, right? I suspected that a unconventional, spontaneous person lived here. Gardens may be many things. Floriferous flings, places for show, corners of compulsion. But they're always a dead giveaway to the gardener's personality, even their profession. What started as a hunch became a full-blown calling. I've now carved out a niche in this uncrowded field of one, a field I call garden profiling. The possibilities are infinite. Here are two and a half. Patty's garden has the carefree informality of a cottage garden. It engulfs her house in a profusion of old-fashioned flowers. Foxglove flop over her front walk. Roses cascade over a low picket fence. There's no grand plan, no plant list or a prescribed amount of space between plants. Instead, everything is crammed together, thick, natural, and unruly, like Patty's hair. Her close plantings mean she spends less time weeding, more time dreaming. In a neighborhood where lawns dominate, she has none. There are no boundaries either. Her garden follows the natural contours of the land and dissolves into the woods. Her color combinations are spontaneous and unusual, too. Masses of orange-red poppies collide with lime-green lady mantle in large, curvy beds. When I ask her about compatible colors, she says, nothing in nature clashes. No slave to flower fashion, Patty gardens to please herself. Never a victim of the latest marketing schemes touting the must-have plant of the season, she's more likely to use their marketing materials as mulch. Now, an experienced profiler like myself can tell that Patty doesn't spend a lot of money on her garden. She's transplanted many of her plants from her aunt's garden, the plants she likes are no fuss or their history. A weathered wooden structure is a couple pickets short of a fence and not quite straight. Here's a woman who believes symmetry is overrated. This is the place for invention and abandonment. In Patty's garden, I shed my inhibitions and when it's really hot, some clothing. Amid our convivial banter, I forget the heat and I enjoy the hummingbird on the bee balm and this uplifting drink she's just invented. I say, what's this drink called? A hummingbird hovers near my glass, attracted by the cranberry color. I don't know, she says. How about a hummingbird highball? This is definitely not the garden of an actuary. Not these helter-skelter plantings. In an actuary's garden, if the tag on a Shasta daisy recommends planting them 18 inches apart, by God, they're 18 inches apart. No, this is the garden of a graphic designer known for her inspirational use of color and unconventional old-fashioned typefaces. Later, across town, the buzz of the electric trimmer meets me as I unlatch the gate to Malcolm's garden. Next time, a different view of shaping the earth in Profiling, Part 2.